In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome back to Mums the Word, the parenting podcast. I'm Kelsey Parker and I'm your host for this week. So this episode, we are focusing on positivity and positivity and parenting go hand in hand, I think. So when Tom was ill, we started a Instagram dance little tiktok thing, which was called Positive Parkers. And it was where me, Tom and the kids danced and just shared our positivity with the world after we were going through something that was so negative. And when Tom passed, I stopped doing it. But Aurelia asked me the beginning of last week if we could film a video again. So we've started doing the positive Parker dance again. And it's been absolutely fantastic. And it's really been great for Aurelia she's loved it she's loved the filming she has been a little bit of a diva but you know it's sharing that positivity and I do honestly think that dance and smiling just makes you happy so today's guest is Jojo Fraser the author of Mummy Jojo Uncut the time for a mojo injection she is also known as Scotland's queen of positivity and has been an advocate of smashing the stigma of mental health since 2014 welcome to the show Jojo Hello, thanks for having me. It's nice to be here. Thanks for coming. How are you doing? Good. It's Monday morning, so I'm trying to practice what I preach and get the mojo in check early on, you know. No grumbling, gratitude, looking outside, all the sunshine and focusing on all the good things when it's easy to be, you know, it's like, I'm tired or, you know, less than negatives. (laughs) It is so hard. I like to say that I'm a little bit of queen of positivity because... You know, life is tough. This morning I've got up, I've got the kids to school and I've even put my dinner in the slow cooker ready for when I get home. I just feel like I'm smashing life already. Yes, you're nailing it. (laughs) And it is just them little things in life that make you positive. Like even putting the dinner on, feeling a little bit prepared. Yeah, I think even for me, the things that I used to find really boring, like putting the clothes in piles, you know, when you get them out, you wash them, you dry them. And then you've got all the piles to do. And it's just like, well, why don't I put a podcast on like this while I do all the piles, turn it into something or or see it as like a mindfulness practice. And it's just taking those little things, obviously with the big things, it can take a bit more work if you've been through a crisis with your health, you're caring for loved ones, your kids have just been really full on. 
it can take a bit more work for those kind of things and it's just practice really and some days acknowledging that it is you just got to feel the the hard feelings too just life can be really hard it's not meant to be really easy it's not meant to be perfect and this is what i think we sort of forget don't we that life is hard but i think we're all online and we're looking at other people's lives you know we're always comparing our lives aren't we now with other people's but life is actually tough and it is them like mundane chores that you have to do that are quite negative and grueling yeah it's the little things can build up but i find that sometimes you'll be looking on social and you'll think people have the perfect life and then a year later or whatever you'll find out that they were really really struggling so it's so easy to wear that smile and that facade but actually a big part of the work I've been trying to do over the past sort of decade is is just make these conversations normal especially around mental health spiritual health emotional health make them normal because it's so easy to talk about you know if someone goes into hospital with a broken leg or they've got sort of health scares everyone's you know what what can I do for you let's talk about it whereas if someone goes into a psychiatric ward because they've got a mental health condition oh we'll just not really talk about that or we won't give them a get well soon card because they don't want to talk about that and it's very very hard isn't it yeah it is hard tell me more about the book and what inspired you to write your book yeah so that was partly when I saw my dad it was 2013 his mental health started to spiral it started with kind of anxiety which built then it went into depression he had to have some time in hospital and that's when I really learned what stigma was because first of all people will say what's wrong pull themselves together they don't actually understand it's an illness and it's not something you can control the other thing was just you're grieving for someone because they're not there. It's a different person because the mental illness will strip a person of who they really are. So that inspired me to raise awareness. The books, it's quite hard hitting, but there's a, quite a lot of comedy in there too because there's tough subjects of trying to balance it out. But really just being super honest about lots of things, be it depression, be it burnout, stress, relationship issues, iPhone addiction, addictions, mum guilt, parent guilt, trying to be perfect mum. I took on like just loads and loads of themes. So it became more of a lifestyle book. Yeah, wow. You cover a lot. I do feel like mental health as well. I have a close family member who really struggles with mental health. It's that that with mental health that you can't see. Like if their leg was hanging off, you can see it, can't you? You go, oh my God, their leg's hanging off. Like how do we get the leg back on? But with men's health, it's just so hard because you can't see what that person lives every day. And it is not, there's no one medication that fits all as well. So sometimes it's trying different medications, but it can take about six weeks for one to work. So you're kind of waiting. And that's what we're going through at the moment. We're just trying to get them on the right medication. But the medication that they're on right now has, has lifted them. But, you know, it's how long this medication will then last and, and and keep them lifted yeah and that's the thing and there's there's so many other lifestyle factors and everyone will say oh go for a run go for a walk it's so good for you but it can be so hard for people to get off that sofa or to get out of bed in the morning you know that could be like a marathon actually getting out of bed a mental marathon so it is really hard and i just think the more we can kind of talk about it the more people we're going to really help but I have noticed a massive shift 
over the past kind of 10 years more people are talking but there's still so much stigma and there's, there's still crazy amounts you know I don't think it's ever going to fully go away because mental health is so complex and people will say things that they regret as well and then there's the shame and embarrassment and that's really hard people lose relationships they lose friendships yeah it's nasty it's brutal but compassion talking about it so key and encouraging people who have gone through it when they're feeling shame to just not be so hard on themselves because there's a difference between personality trait and a mental illness so someone with a personality trait for example a psychopath they will know what they're doing if they're causing harm and they'll enjoy it whereas a person who has a mental illness may say something that's out of character that hurts someone but they don't know what they're doing they don't have capacity they don't have the protection of boundaries because a part of your mind switches off so they'll say things and like when my dad would say things to me like go away or I'm not interested I don't want to see you or oh I think the voices in my head are telling me I'm going to harm you I just couldn't take that personally because it wasn't my dad it was nothing like my dad's character so I think as well it's educating people on the difference that mental illness is totally different from certain personality traits that you see in the movies you know when you see evil people and they're trying to cause harm and you say the word cycle i do think like where you've lived it it's a lived experience so you've seen it firsthand i think for people that haven't it's so hard to make a judgment and you know that fine line between psychopath or mental health because you've lived it firsthand you understand the stuff that like everything you're saying about what your dad would say really is resonating with me but again it's a lived experience for me yeah it's so hard for people on the outside looking in I obviously had it with when I lost my husband that people from the outside were looking in being like how is she getting out of bed in the morning how is she doing this like for me, obviously, I, I made myself do a lot of things, so I I didn't get into that, like, depressed state, which I could have easily fallen into, and I completely get, you know, in the grief world, how you can fall into that, because it's so hard. Yeah, that is so hard. And did you get a lot of support at the time, or, like, looking back, you think of something that would have helped you more, or what's your sort of advice for people? Well, I do think that for me, it was the fact that I had obviously, I've got two kids, so they got me out of bed in the morning and life sort of had to continue for them. But it it was so hard to get myself up and out, but I did it for them. And I think for people around me, I, I don't like loads of attention like that, like people fussing over me. So for me, I was like, if I get out and up, then no one will ask me how I am and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. They almost will feel like, oh yeah, she is coping. Which maybe I wasn't coping, but I was probably wearing a little bit of a mask at the time. Now I reflect back, I feel like I definitely was wearing a mask, but I just needed to get on with my life. Yeah, is that balance? Because sometimes we need to wear a mask to fulfil roles and keep us safe. And then other times we just need to unravel a little bit. And it's just trying to get the balance. But what you say about kids, just amazing. Like without kids, like I've since had my own mental health scare and it's been horrendous and having my kids when you come out of something like that they're the focus you know and you just have to sort of focus on them and see the little joys and they're just amazing kids aren't they so they help a lot how old are your children how old are your babies well my babies are bonnie my daughter's 11 and charlie is going to be nine in a couple of weeks 
So, but I'm still trying to baby them. <laughs> I think you always do though, don't you? Certainly my son. They'll always be your babies, however old they are. Yeah, absolutely. No, my little boy, he makes videos and he's like, I promise when I'm a teenager, I'll still hug you, mommy. Yes, I'm going to show you that. Does he still hug you now? So he's still he's still in the hugging stage. Yeah. He's not embarrassed yet. No, not yet. I'll cry when he is. Baby, baby. But... But yeah, they're lovely. They're lovely. They keep me keep me out of trouble. <laughs> so obviously you're smashing, you know, this stigma around mental health and you've been doing it now since 2014. How do you balance that with actually being a mum? Yeah, I think at the start, I was just so all in on it. And the momentum was quite different back in 2014 because not many people in Scotland were talking about it. So it felt like my blog was one of the real go-to. There wasn't a lot. When Even when I launched my podcast, I felt like everyone was like, this is the first big podcast in Scotland where people are talking like that. And years later, there's there's more now. But it was quite a busy time. I found very, very hands-on dad, which is amazing. Hands-on grandparents at the time in the early stages when I was you know, setting up, writing the book. I was also running a marathon to raise awareness. So I was an ambassador for various places like David Lloyd and the marathon festival so I had loads of amazing opportunities and I was just blogging and sharing them out to thousands and thousands of people which felt so good and I was interviewing so many people so I think the fact that I had the passion I had the support network and it kind of made me a better mum because when I was in with the kids you know I just felt really like proud that I'd been doing all these things when they were either you know in nursery with grandparents with dad and the running I guess because I had to do training runs that gave me more energy um, I look back at that that version when I did the marathon in 216 like the motivation I just I want to be her again because she was just so creative do you know what I mean I'm like I'm not saying I'm signing up for another marathon but I think I do need to do it get, get back into the running and be more consistent with it but it was a goal and you had an end goal to it and I think when you're working and striving for something you've got to run the 26 miles at the end 26.2. The point two really counts. I know everyone says that this running a marathon. They're like, the point two is a lot. <laughs> it's a killer. I love the idea of running a marathon, but I just don't know if I've got it in me. I'm not very what? good at running, but I love yeah. the idea of it. And when I go, that's the time when I get so emotional. Like, I'm not really an emotional person, but marathon day, I end up just crying my eyes out the whole day. Like, everyone's just so brave and so inspiring that they're there. And I'd love to be that person. I just don't know if I could run that far. Do you know, everyone says that, I'm sure, well, most, unless you're an athlete, but do you know what I mean? Or like professional runner, but it's just not thinking about the distance. It's breaking it down into manageable chunks, you know. That first wee run around the block is just as important as your 10-mile training run. Your, do you know what I mean? It's seeing every run is equally important because they make you a little bit stronger. This is encouraged. I'm actually encouraging myself to start again. <laughs> yeah. Are you signing up? There's <laughs> uh-huh. actually a whole chapter in the book as well about running and how that helps mental health. That was another thing I did. So yeah, just the whole journey. I just loved it. And then organically things happened when I did the book. I started getting approached by BBC. I was doing a lot of BBC radio speaking and then I got to do loads of speaking gigs and stuff. So things just happen organically and then COVID hit and then I had my big health scare so it was a bit of a mm, like uh 
How did your dad cope with COVID? Bad. Yeah, he was starting to get really good again. Now, my dad lost his eyesight when he was 19. So he's got that added stress of not having the joy of, you know, seeing things. And he is very independent. My mum helps a lot. And I think being stuck in the house really got him down. Like he'd gone from building himself up and, you know, in 2019, just he was thriving he was it was amazing to see and then 220 hit I had a health scare then the day I got out of hospital we went into lockdown so it was a lot for him that was the year they turned 70 as well so they planned to have parties and stuff couldn't do that so I think you know they say loneliness is as damaging as smoking 25 fags a day or something like that and I think he just really wanted to see people. He wanted to see his family. He wanted to be out. And yeah, that did set him back quite a lot, as it did so many, right? And I love that you just did that fact about loneliness because I think people don't know that. Yeah. That being lonely is like so hard. I say even with like losing my partner, like the evenings were just an absolute killer for me when I first lost him because obviously that's the time when you're with your partner and you talk and you catch up on the day and whatever. And I felt myself putting the kids to bed and just being like... Just me then, what am I gonna watch? Shall I put a reality TV show on? And then it's like the phone addiction that you're saying, because then what do you do? You just swipe and then you're looking at other people's lives. And yeah, I didn't realize how lonely I would be. It is hard though, you know, and I'm the sort that would take myself out for dinner and stuff because I, I used to travel a lot and sometimes I'd be on my own and I'd get used to that and reading books and things but when you get into habits and you you love someone as well and it's that's it's really 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 tough yeah see I'm not that person I'm terrible I couldn't think of nothing worse than going out for dinner on my own I was actually having this conversation with someone yesterday that I held a workshop and one of the ladies said I'm really pushing myself out of my comfort zone and I'm like going to the cinema on my own and I'm going for meals on my own I was thinking I just couldn't do that yeah I just feel like I would then be on my phone reaching out to other people. I wouldn't actually get the experiment of being on my own and being happy on my own. Yeah, you could, I see a lot of people with books that go out on their own. Do you like reading? Yeah, I do quite like reading. Should probably read more, but got two little ones, so yeah. Yeah, I know it's hard. But people watching, I just like sort of people watching and just, yeah, or journaling and things like that. Take my notepad. You know, because I think we are talking more about mental health. People would uh, actually working on themselves doing the journaling and and i think it is amazing yeah it gets things out but sometimes it's like oh you've got to be really honest on this page and you know know, sometimes people just want to numb with tv or you know whatever else social media scrolling or whatever so they don't have to face these feelings and these thoughts but they always say they're better out than in right yeah i am a massive sharer I talk about everything, every feeling. So I think I'm really good at getting it out of how I am feeling at the time. Yeah, no, it is good. It's good. My dad always called me a WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. But I think sometimes it's hard because when you are in the public eye or whatever and then you share things, then you're like, maybe a couple of years later, should I have said that? Was that too honest? Was that... Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're an overthinker. <laughs> Do you look back now on stuff that you did in 2014 when you first like started everything and think, why did I say that? Or are you happy with everything you've said? Do you know what? It's a mix. Sometimes I have the odd cringy moment and like, did you actually say that? 
And a lot of authors will say there's a period where they hate their book, like they look back at their book and they hate it. And I will be like, I wouldn't have wrote that now because we grow and change, right? So I would have wrote certain things because I've, you know, although we've got personality, we've got our qualities and stuff, we do change in ways, right? So I'm like, I wouldn't have said that. That sounded cheesy. That was maybe too honest. That maybe hurt that part. You, you, you sort of think, right, I would have written it differently. But that was you then that was writing it. Yeah. And then there's a part that you've got to be compassionate to that person, right? And that version of you. You've got to be compassionate to that version and just, what's the point? You know, I'm just like, get over it. What about your chapter, Gold Diggers? Would you change that? Oh, Gold Diggers. That's gold, not gold. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know. Gold Diggers. (laughs) My London accent. Gow, gow, gow. Probably a bit cheesy in parts. I'm sort of writing to the Gold Digger in me, aren't I? And saying, you know, we've... We've achieved it. It's kind of like motivational. And well, I was so motivated though. And I'm like, I'm proud of that person because it's talking about we can all be lazy at something, right? So I think it's saying like pick two goals or something like that that really means something to you because without passion, we have no energy, right? So there's no point picking a goal that you're bored with. Like for me, I don't really like the gym. Sometimes I can be really good in the gym, but I don't love it. Like I just don't love it. I would prefer to be out in nature walking than spend an hour in the gym. So it's, okay, well, look at a goal around something you really enjoy. Do you want to climb a Monroe? Do you, and tailor it around what you get excited by. There's still some good advice in that chapter, I'd say, that I would still pick from, but just maybe a bit cheesy, the writing. <laughs> oh, I love a bit of cheese. Loose Lips, the podcast where we give our expert, not so expert advice. Join us as we figure life out one episode at a time. Yeah, you don't want them break dancing in the middle of <laughs> Weatherspoons, do you really? A tanned ankle, no socks, boat shoes, so they have like a partially tanned foot. <laughs> so you got through it? Yeah, well, I mean, well, we're not together now. But... Oh, well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say I'm furious. High five yourself, boom. Whoop, another life saved, you know? Find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search Loose Lips for weekly topics and some seriously juicy listener dilemmas. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I do think it is good to set goals. And like you're saying, I've definitely last year achieved certain goals that I didn't think I'd be able to do. Like I trekked the Sahara Desert for Copperfield to raise money for breast cancer and you know when I signed up I was like yeah 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 I'll do it and then when it came to it it was like oh yeah you're gonna walk like 100k each day is gonna be like seven to eight hours walking I thought is this an achievable goal but then when I got there and I was with everyone you just do it don't you and you push your body like you're saying with the marathon yeah and the support with you you know Yeah, and we actually sadly just lost, I lost one of um, my teammates yesterday. Hannah passed away from breast cancer. Now I'm like, I'm so happy that I got to do that. I walked with her and we raised money and raised awareness. And then, you know, it is that I didn't think last year, now that I'd be sat here talking about her on a podcast and would have achieved something. And now you just think that achievement was so worthwhile that I set that goal and I was like, yes, I'm going to do this. Think when it has a deeper purpose, right? Rather than just, I want to lose weight or I want to, do you know what I mean? Like people have these different goals, but when there's actually a why behind what you're doing and that's such a special memory for you and, you know, so sorry to hear that news, but that's something that you will remember and you'd be so proud of. It was more to it. It was deeper than just surface level. Yeah goals it was something but at the time you I didn't think it was gonna be that I didn't really know what I was signing myself up for and I did it and then now I'm like I'm so grateful and thankful that I've actually done that yeah you'll remember it you'll you'll never forget it so it's inspiring for people find your why and find your people as well because being with like-minded people who who get the goal and who can push you on is so important, right? It's so important to have that. Do you feel like you've done that over the years? Do you feel like you've created that community around you that are like-minded? Have you had to clear negative people out of your space or have you always had like quite a positive family? I feel like your family sounds a bit like mine that they just like get stuck in and everyone's there for each other. Yeah, I mean, really lucky to have that and that love and support. My mum was always like, I'll be proud of you no matter what you do. But, you know, when when I started the whole mission with wellness and meeting other influencers and authors and inspirational speakers and stuff, I've met so many amazing people and continue to do so. And I just feel like someone had said they were writing me a review and they were like, Jojo just has that way of spotting amazing, talented people and bringing them together for a shared kind of goal and I've learned so much and I brought a lot of them into the book as well because my brother was like, oh, how have you added all these people into the book? I like to collaborate. Do you know what I mean? I never want things to just be about me. Do you know, it's like I want to learn from other people and I've been so inspired and just, yeah, some of the people I've met just blow me away. And I think you take something from other people. Yeah, you do. You take something from everyone you meet, right? Yeah, even today, this conversation, like I've taken so much from you already. 
I just feel like I sort of needed this conversation even about positivity today. Like it's everything happens for a reason. And I, I really, really believe that. Yeah, definitely. I remember someone reading the book. It was a neighbor actually. And she said, Jojo, the universe brought me your book. I believe I moved in next to you so I'd meet you and read the book. And she'd made this massive decision, a life decision that blew me away. And I was like, are you sure? Like, because you feel a bit, you know, if someone's been inspired by your work or whatever, are you sure? A hundred percent. The universe brought me your book. And I was like, okay, if that's what you believe, amazing. And it can be easy to not be, you know, I'm I'm a very spiritual person and I be, I see a lot of signs and stuff, but I believe, you know, it can be very easy to push that down if you've got people in your life that are like, it's just a coincidence or, you know, all yeah. that other stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm going to believe it all anyway, even if you think I'm crazy. <laughs> Have you always been spiritual? Well, I was raised in a Christian home. So we went to church every week. But then when I got a bit older, I was like, I'm really free spirit. So certain things of dogma didn't suit me. You know, I started to be quite a rebel and ask a lot of questions. And then I just kind of moved from, say, structured religion as, you know, to more spirituality. And there's so many books that you can look at that show Christianity from a different light and showing, you know, Jesus came to teach a lot of stuff that is you know spiritual and it's not about he didn't come to set up a religion you know many many believe this obviously many won't and I started listening to podcasts like Eckhart Tolle and Oprah and they would speak about religion versus spirituality and all that and it helped me find my own path do you know what I mean because it's a very personal thing but I just think a lot of people hate religion because of trauma they may have had in a church or feeling like they have to change who they are and it should be about love, right? But I am 100% convinced that we are spiritual beings having a kind of human experience. I even believe some of the signs and stuff that's happened that I know there's angels. I just love it. I'm so invested into this. Like since losing my partner, I was that person before that me and Tom were talking. I'd be like, once you die, you die. That's it, Tom. And then he'd be like, there's so much more. You need to believe. I'd be like, no. But then after he died he literally sends me signs all the time to the point that I'm like okay okay I know you're there and obviously you don't think I'm crazy saying that but once you see it like he used to always say this saying to me once you see it you can't unsee it he was from Bolton but it's so true because like now stuff that he shows me and shows me these signs I'm like I can't unsee this you can't unsee it and it can be hard if you are around the skeptics because they're so closed off but when you know it's real in your heart, like I remember getting a strong message from an angel and I said to the friend who was related to the angel, I said, you have to look out for this song. And she went into the restaurant and it was playing. It was like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's an amazing world. I felt flashing lights over my bed. I felt an angel speak to me in my dreams. And I knew 100% what it was because I knew how it felt. It's, it's a feeling, right? It's not a yeah there's no mistaking that feeling if an angel comes i know it doesn't happen loads and loads but it's happened quite a few times in my life maybe about 10 12 times in my life like that really i'm really open to it i want an angel to come to me i'm putting it out there angels come to me 
do you, do you use crystals or do any energy? Yeah. Yeah, because that's... Lot, loads of... Look, I've got my crystals on now. Yeah. I mean, I've got my yeah. crystal bracelets on. I've <laughs> just not got my rings on. Baby broke my love crystal the other week. <laughs> I was like, I'm going oh. to let her just rip it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and, and energy. Um, I did a course with Mind Valley and it was about energy. And when you learn about energy and feeling different energies, it's, it's amazing. Like, because we are all energy, right? So it's not like, ooh. So angels are a type of energy, you know, and it's a, it's a divine yeah. light being. It's a really clear feeling. It's really clear and bright and, oh, it's just magic. But you can't explain it to the skeptics because they'll think you're off your rocker. This is my life now. I just think, do people think I'm mad? No, but you know what? I, I think that's in Scotland. I, in America, it's probably very standard. Maybe England, I don't know, like London and stuff. I don't know. But there seems to be a lot more influencers pop up that are into angels and crystals and all that stuff. But it's it's a magical world. It really is. And For me as well, like when you're talking about energy... Wow, we've really like steered. I just absolutely love this that we've steered onto this now. But you know, even at school in science, they taught us energy can't be destroyed, it can only be transferred. And that's like for me, when you die, you've got to go somewhere because we are en all energy. Like you said, everything's energy. So you can't be destroyed. Your energy's got to go somewhere. Yeah. And that's why you connect with certain people. And then some you maybe, I can go in a room and I can know. If someone is wary of me, I'll be like, they think I'm too intense. Or I'll be like, oh, they've read my blog and they think I'm an, an idiot. Or what? Do you know what I mean? But I can know if someone's yeah. being, you know, you can feel energy, right? Yeah. People feel it more. And it's like an emotional intelligence partly too, but you you feel energy, you feel it. And a lot of people say it goes up, you know, the energy goes up when you pass on. I'm not sure. Um, Where do you think it goes? Yeah, I feel like... When I felt kind of spirits, it would be like, yeah, they're coming down. And I remember yeah. if I've been with people and I felt something, I've only been able to, if someone's like, oh, can you tell me what you're feeling? You know, they've got to be open to it. It's like if you go to a fortune teller, like I went to a fortune teller with a friend and she was the one that taught me into going in 2007. And she was so close-minded in the fortune teller, I couldn't get a reading, whereas she gave me a really, really good reading. And a lot of the stuff she said is already making sense in my life. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. people are open to it. But I felt like someone's grand come, people's grands come, people's mum come, dads. Like I have really, really felt. And sometimes it's like goose pimples up my back or down my arms or down my legs or whatever. And if the people are open to it, so it's, yeah, it's like coming down. Or if there's like a song, it's funny because in Reiki, people can feel it, right? And they use crystals in Reiki, so they're more likely to come. But I was getting a facial, a luxury facial. And halfway through the facial, I was like, there's angels in this room, 100%. They're all around. The girl who did it, she knew it was quite spiritual and would want to ask me about some stuff. And I was like, I'm going to do that conversation after the facial, you know? And I was like, I have to tell you right now, because I couldn't lie. I was like, there's angels right here, right now. Like, yeah. they are in this room and it's magic. So, yeah, sorry, long-winded answer. But I think kind of, I get feeling like up, but I don't know. I'm so open to it. Like I said, it's like, 
But when you said about the energies and reading people's energies, it's quite funny because I feel like it's something that I've developed and I'm quite good at, but my best friend's terrible. So she'll go into situations and she'll be like, and she'll be talking to someone and I'm like, just sitting there and it's it's painful. She'll probably be listening to this podcast laughing because I'm like, not that they don't like you. I'm like, they are not a fan of yours or their energies are not good for you. Like, let's like move away. But she can't read it. So she'll just go and like talk to anyone. Like she has got the best, purest energy. But obviously other people like reflect the negative to her. And I'm like, how are you not picking up on that? How can you not read their energy? She's like, I know I'm so bad, aren't I? Where's her? Oh, <laughs> no, I see. I meet people like that. And then some like, they will just won't stop talking. And I'm like, you need to stop now. And I'm like, oh, but I thought they not that they don't like you because that's something really horrible to say. But I'm like, they're, they're not a fan of yours. They're looking at you and they're being quite negative towards you. So let's move away from that situation right now. Yeah, don't waste all your energy. It's not being reciprocated. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, right? But wouldn't it be great in life if, you know, we all had this little button that would go, if the, if the energy's not reciprocated or the feelings aren't reciprocated, you would just know whether that's friendship, whether that's love, whatever. You would just know so you could just move on. Do you know what I mean? There'd be no minds. There'd be no playing. There'd be no manipulation. There would be no romanticizing in your head about something that didn't exist. There would be no learning then, would there? I think we have to learn. And then hopefully you don't put yourself back in that situation. I mean, some people are like, have you not learned from the last time? But... You know, you, you, we put ourselves into these situations and maybe friendships. I feel like as I've grown older, you know, I've maybe got a little bit better than that, that not going back to that same friend. And what I said to you about having that, then people around you, then positive people that surround yourself with positive energy. And I am all about the positive energy. And what you give out in life is what you get back. Yeah, it is true. And what you were saying when you asked me earlier about negative energy, I found it that place in my life when I was putting so much positive energy out I was just attracting positive people whether that was on the podcast writing about collaborating with and speaking events and stuff or whatever it was it was just attracting that kind of like well it's when people talk about like manifestation isn't it like manifesting but it's like it's sort of manifesting but if you put the positive out there and say what you want then hopefully it will come back to you yeah I mean I've taken it really far I've put like a little box and I've put my dreams and hopes in a box and I remember getting this little gold box and I was doing one of those manifesting and then they also said to bury some stuff in the garden so get your white your wee bits of paper and bury them and all that sort of stuff and it's it's a bit of a trip because you're like is this going to happen you know you start to ask all these questions but it's People really believe in it, don't they? Yeah. And for me, I feel like you need to have some sort of hope and belief in something. So it's what gives you peace of mind. Yeah. You need to have something. You need to have some kind of faith in a world that can be a little bit scary, unfair, lessons, hard, testing, all these things you see. If you didn't have faith, you wouldn't get out of bed. Well, yeah, we've got, we're lucky. We've got gorgeous kids to get out of bed for, but you wouldn't get out of bed otherwise you know yeah to have that faith in something it's finding your thing and clinging on to that for dear life oh jojo i feel like we're like best friends now <laughs> just like <laughs> I just feel like everything you're about i'm about 
thank you so much for joining me and honestly this has been such a great conversation oh no i've loved it thank you for having me on what a, what a lovely way to start the week like monday morning mojo i'm gonna go a big nature walk with a puppy next and um i'm gonna be like yeah feeling great <laughs> Do you have a question you want me and my guests to answer? Get in touch by emailing askmumsthewordpod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail on WhatsApp. Our number is 07599 or leave it as a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating. It helps others find us. And talking of spreading the news, please tell another person about the podcast and help us reach more people. So I've been Kelsey Parker. You can find me on being underscore Kelsey on Instagram, where I'm just being me. We'll be back with another episode, same time, same place, next week. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.